Hello, today is day 68 of the Daily New Testament second quarter, and we are going over Acts 23. Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God and all good conscience to this day. At this, the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Those who were standing near Paul said, You dare insult God's high priest? Paul replied, Brothers, I did not realize he was the high priest, for it is written, Do not speak evil of the ruler of your people. Then Paul, knowing some of them were Sadducees and others Pharisees, called out in the Sanhedrin, My brothers, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. I stand on trial because of my hope in the resurrection of the dead. When he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, and there are neither angels nor spirits, but the Pharisees acknowledged them all. There was a great uproar, and some of the teachers of the law were Pharisees stood up and argued vigorously. We find nothing wrong with this man, they said. Um, what if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? The dispute came, became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. He ordered the troops to go down and take away take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood next to Paul and said, Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. The next morning, Paul, the Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. More than 40 men were involved in this plot. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have taken a solemn oath not to eat anything until we have killed Paul. Now then, you and the Sanhedrin petition the commander to bring him before you on pretext of wanting more accurate information about his case. We are ready to kill him before he gets here. But when the son of Paul's sister heard of this plot, he went into the barracks and told Paul, then Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the commander. He has something to tell him. So he took him to the commander. The centurion said, Paul the prisoner sent for me and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took the young man by the hand and drew him aside and said, What is it you want to tell me? He said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul before the Sanhedrin tomorrow on pretext of wanting more accurate information about him. Don't give in to them because more than 40 men of them are waiting to ambush him. They have taken an oath not to eat or drink until they have killed him. They are ready now and waiting for the consent to the for your consent to the request. The commander dismissed and told the young man and cautioned, do not tell anyone you have reported this to me. Then he he called two of the centurions and ordered them, get ready a dispatchment of 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at 9 tonight. 
provide mounts for Paul so that he may be taken safely to the governor Felix. He wrote a letter as follows, Claudius Lysias, to his excellency governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and they were about to kill him, but I came up with my troops and rescued him for I learned he is a Roman citizen. I wanted to know why they were accusing him, so I brought him to their Sanhedrin. I found their accusations had to do with questions about their law, but there was no charge against him that deserved death or imprisonment. When I was informed of a plot to be carried out against this man, I sent him to you at once. I also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him. So the soldiers carrying out their orders took Paul with them, during the night, and brought him as far as uh, Antipatris. The next day, they let the cavalry go on with him while they returned to the barracks. When the cavalry arrived at Caesarea, they delivered the letter to the governor and handed Paul over to him. The governor read the letter and asked what province he was from. Learning he was from Sicilia, he said, I will hear your case when your accusers get here. Then he ordered Paul to be kept under guard in Herod's palace. Father, you protected Paul in, in this chapter. It talks about how um, people were trying to kill him. They had set a plot against him um, and taken an evil oath. To, to kill him. And you had mercy on Paul and allowed uh, this young man to hear, hear the plot and be willing to go and share it with Paul and the, the Roman soldiers. And not only did you have mercy on Paul, you also had mercy on uh, the soldiers because uh, I'm assuming... Um, that if they were to ambush the soldiers to get to kill Paul, more than likely those Roman soldiers would have been injured or killed as well. You have, I mean, what the enemy plans for evil, it is so true that you will work for good because you, you worked it for good. You took that situation and you allowed it a chance to send Paul to Rome and so that your word could be spread there to the Gentiles. And, you know, it's so cool that Jesus, you came back and stood before him. Um, I mean, it, it didn't say he dreamed you stood before him or you know, something else. It says, the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify in Rome. And those were written in the red letters in my Bible. So that means it was, you know, you, Jesus, that, that showed up and and spoke to him. Let us have the faith and the willingness to to believe that you will do the same for us, that you will show up in our lives and speak to us and show us what it is you want us to do in these different situations. And, 
mean, I mean, you you did it as a way to. I'm sure there's multiple reasons, but I, I mean, just off the top of my head, I can see you were, uh, you know, doing it to confirm, um, you know, Agabus's uh, prophecy, to confirm to Paul what he was wanting to get done was going to get done, and then also to kind of. Uh, in a way, comfort him, knowing that this plot that's about to happen against you, uh, you don't need to worry about it because I have other plans for you. Uh, you are going to continue on. You're not your your journey doesn't stop here. It's at another location, so you're you're good for now. Don't worry about it. Um, help us to wait on you lord for your direction and when we hear it and see it to believe it and to uh carry carry it out with the obedience like paul did um and just trust that you that you take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it to good and even though it might be something that doesn't seem necessarily great at the time like being in prison doesn't seem like the the greatest thing being in chains but it was for the glory of your kingdom and your your word was spread so let us keep that heavenly perspective where it's not about us but it's about you it's about your will it's about your your word your kingdom your love uh being spread among others and um, just, I mean, it's really hard to be obedient, uh, especially with difficult things like that. So I, I just ask that you, that you give us your grace, Lord Jesus, and your power, Holy Spirit, to be able to just be obedient in all these situations, to not cave in to what others are wanting but just to and, and to know fully in our identity and who who we are in you that what we heard was accurate what we heard was true and that we can trust it and we can and just move forward and be obedient in it um ask all this in jesus wonderful name amen have a great weekend